This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Welcome back. It is time for Unholstered. Hopefully you had a fantastic Labor Day holiday. We are back um, with quite the topic of conversation. Before we get to it, my name is Kayla Blakesley, just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia rosales Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to our show, Unholstered. It's days like today. I'm so thankful <laughs> that we have this show, Sophia, because I guess now it's probably been about a week or two ago. There was another shooting at our Glenbrook Square Mall here in Fort Wayne. And I don't want to make this Fort Wayne-centric per se, because this could happen at any mall at any time in any state. But when we say this show is all about sharing and telling and talking about things that don't often get discussed with law enforcement, <laughs> that, that statement could never be more true than it is today getting into this topic. Um, so about a, about a, it was over Labor Day weekend, going into Labor Day weekend, I believe, September 1st. First, yeah. Yes, so September 1st. I say another shooting because we've had about two shootings, I think, at the mall within the last, what, six months? It was one in July. One in July. Yes. Okay, so not even so. There was another shooting by the sounds. Two people were having a disagreement. Shots were fired. The, the one gentleman, the victim is okay. The other suspect was taken into custody. Just yes. kind of sum that up with a little bow. I'm sure you could provide more information <laughs> to that if you want to. But there's also video captured, not of the whole incident, but snippets of it by folks who were there at the mall. And a news source here in town shared those videos, which they are slightly disturbing. Just consider yourself warned if you want to go fetch them to watch them. Uh, but I know you have seen these videos because we just watched them. <laughs> and I had I had so many questions when these snippets of video came out. And I think my questions first start with, Sophia, the difference between, you know, mall security or really any any place of business security or even security at an event, you know, versus a police officer. Because when you watch the video, I, I did kind of feel like there was a dramatic difference between the two. But I also had to like kind of check myself and say, well, no, they're also different. My expectations of one should not be the expectations of the other. And they also have different duties. So yes, there is, Glenbrook Mall does have their own security and then believe it's unarmed security. Um, so they have radios and they can, they're in constant contact with police. Sometimes, um, I don't think Glenbrook has any armed security. There are other venues that do utilize armed security and those are handled obviously with private security firms. But, you know, going into this topic, as is right thrown at me today, because this just recently happened and we're, you know, we like to keep fresh and things that happen and when people have questions, we do like to answer them. Uh, but this is the second shooting in a, just a few months at our local large indoor mall. And when we talk about security, um, I want to kind of preface it by saying there's so many levels of security. And I think what Glenbrook has in the yellow shirt from the video was an unarmed security person. And their role is just to kind of relay information. Um, their role is, I believe, is not necessarily to intervene in anything. I mean, it's pretty hard to do that when you're not equipped with tools and training to do that. Yeah. And I think most of these security uh, facilities are not. Um, armed security is a different level. I would I would expect that they had some kind of level of firearms training. And I know there are some here in town that do take their people through firearms training on a regular basis, or at least try to on a regular basis. And then there is a level of which we are, which is police security. 
So officers here in Fort Wayne can work off-duty employment in uniform, and full uniform, or in plain clothes if they decide to, if that's what the venue needs. Um, but they can hire those officers in an off-duty status to work at that location. And Glenbrook Mall does do that. Oh, so okay, so they have normal. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't want to call them security guards, but for lack of terminology here, they have like the security guards who are unarmed uh, that we see with the like, kind of like the bright neon vests yes. usually. But they also then hire out. They do hire Fort Wayne police officers. There was a time when we worked there a lot, um, and then it kind of subsided. And now, when that first shooting happened in July, I know that they did put out a memo asking anyone if they were interested to working there to contact the contact for for that. So they did try to beef it up, but there's only security available if there's officers available to work it. Um, There's a lot of security jobs here around Fort Wayne because everyone is in need, I should say, um, depending on what they're doing. And there's only so many of us. Um, and now it's just so, and so that would just be like extra extra work on the on, side that y'all yep. would choose to pick up on your own. Yes, it's not required. Okay, um, and they do. There's a whole level of things that we have to do as for off-duty employment. You know, hold a hold harmless agreement, and you know, nullifying the city from any kind of liability, and and we have to notify internal affairs of where we're working, what times we're working, uh, all that kind of stuff. So they can kind of monitor who's working what and where. And so they do have that level two at Glenbrook. But like I said, it's only available if there's officers available that want to work it. So that doesn't always mean it's going to be coverage for the entire day. So I don't know if that's what happened here or not. I, I don't know. Okay. So then now that we kind of have the distinction between the two, I, I'm watching this video and I heard from, from a lot of listeners that also kind of brought up some questions let's just put it that way when watching this video so in it you kind of see the security guard sort of standing by the gentleman who appears to be shot in the leg it looks like he was shot in the leg Sophia and then you have and you you did confirm it does it is a Fort Wayne police officer correct correct I can't tell who it is because the face is kind of grainy. yeah but. The, the video is kind of grainy but you can tell even I could tell by uniform I was yes like pretty I was like 99 percent <laughs> confident he was with the FWPD um, holding the suspect and it does appear that at that time you can't see or find a firearm, but you clearly know there was one because of the gentleman bleeding out on the ground nearby from his leg. So in that moment, what typically happens? I, I can tell you in the video, and I know you saw it, this particular officer does kind of, he's like holding him and he's doing a search almost simultaneously. It was actually pretty remarkable that he found the firearm so quickly. So I don't know if he saw him place it there. I have no idea. He found it underneath his shirt, tucked into what appears to be his pants. Yeah. What, what's kind of, what, how does that normally unfold? What does that normally look like? Well, you know, every officer is different and their techniques are all different. Um, but what I saw when I saw the video is I saw one officer with two suspects. I don't know that the person sitting on the ground shot is not a suspect. I don't know that the person holding the gun is not a suspect. I don't know what happened. Was this an armed robbery gone bad? Is this, uh, you know, a fight between two people and one's a good guy, one's a bad guy? I don't know anything. Um, I'm just walking into this situation. So I've got to assume they're both armed and both suspects. So I'm one person with two people. Now, given the climate that we're in, um, and the hatred of police by a lot of people. I don't know if both of those two will now gang up on me as I'm a solo person trying to get these people uh, into custody. So, you know, you just have to be very, very careful 
um, with what you're doing to ensure your own safety in that kind of situation until help arrives. And we see help arrive a short time later and then things get a little bit better under control. I tell you what, this is why I love this show, though. I I watched that video probably, I don't know, 20, 30 times. It's only maybe 30 seconds long, so it's easy to watch it yeah. quite a few times. And I never once looked at it f- uh, of this perspective of, um, you said the first thing, right, when you watch it, you're like, oh, I'm looking at two suspects. I'm, yeah. I'm perceiving this like it's two suspects. Yeah. That never once crossed my mind. Because it's hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. You know now that one was a shooter, one was shot. But I don't know that as an officer going into that situation. But you're situation. right. And I still don't actually know what the connection between these two fellows. I, I know it's reported that there was an argument between the two. Yeah. But you're right. I still don't know if it's a robbery gone wrong. I don't know if they were BFFs when they walked into the mall. Yeah. Are they two armed or, robbers trying right. to rob someone and then got in a fight? And, or was this an accidental discharge? And I don't know what's going on. I have no information whatsoever going on. And that's that's the kind of essence of policing, if you will. We know very limited information. We we get things thrown at us like, "Hey, there's a, there's shots fired, Glenbrook Mall." What do we automatically assume that it's a it's an active shooter? And I go through the I went through the comments too on on the news media stuff, and then there's people saying they're saying it's an active shooter. I said, no, I don't think anywhere in anybody's report have they no. ever said it was an active shooter. And that this is how just rumors get started, and they just perpetuate, and they just grow and grow and grow and grow, and then it's people are saying, well, the, then then they think we're lying when we tell them what the actual truth is, uh, because they've just heard Don't you so love many that? different Don't you love that? <laughs> different versions. So you know when when I say policing is a moment to moment job, this is exactly what I'm talking about. We just don't have little information, and things could have gone deadly wrong with this but they didn't that officer held his composure he did what he needed to do to secure himself and as much as possible everyone at the mall keeping eyes on the two people he had in front of him that he knew were involved until help arrived yeah so so as you said moments later again in the video it appear, appears really quickly i mean this officer is holding what i'm going to call the suspect i guess i technically from that video didn't know if he was in fact the shooter but he was the guy holding the gun um you see the officer holding him and he finds finds the gun tucked into his pants under his shirt. The officer grabs it, and at the, he's kind of holding it off to the side yeah. and still trying to hold the <clears throat> this gentleman at the same time. And the security guard does walk over and takes the firearm from him. Almost simultaneously, I don't know, three, four, five officers, it looks like, a handful of officers from the Fort Wayne Police Department come in. And this is where some of the feedback came in, Sophia, so I need you to walk us through this. Um, there was a little bit of, of slack that it looked like the Fort Wayne police officers were just walking in and that there was a lack of immediacy there with them walking into the situation. So I'm glad I get to share this because I think it's important for the community to understand. We don't know what we're walking into. We know there's an officer inside with two armed suspects. Are there more? Or is there an ambush situation waiting to happen? We don't know. Again, we just don't know. And in hindsight, we know because we know there were only two people involved. But as I'm going in as an officer, I still don't know. And this officer, I do not know what the radio traffic was. I do not know where he said his location was. I know when I read it and because I went out there as duty chief, um, part of my detail is to go out and handle these kind of situations. So I didn't make the scene. But in everything I read, it said it was by the fountain. Well, the fountain is a little ways into the mall. Mm -hmm. Again, lots of stores, lots of opportunities for people to be hiding for an ambush situation. So I think, 
you know, don't be so quick to judge the immediacy. We're ready to engage in whatever in whatever's going to come our way, but we're also going to be a little cautious when doing it. Um, I don't know what the officer had radioed on the radio with. Did he just need a fifteen? Would he? I don't know, or which is an assist. I was going to say, Sorry. what's a fifteen? What's a fifteen, Sophia? <laughs> Did he just need an assist? Did he need an assist immediately? I mean, there's so many codes that he could have given, but I don't know what they were. So I can't say that these officers were lagging behind or not doing what they were supposed to do because I don't know what that radio traffic was. But I, I don't, I don't find anything wrong with that because you know, just walking into a building is kind of dangerous for us these days. So I think taking that extra moment of caution, he wasn't screaming on the radio for that he was in a fight. Um, nothing like that was going on. So I, you know, we just kind of know each other. This is kind of what, what happens when you build those ties on the street, you know, in someone's voice when someone needs something immediately. And I've been on the other end of those calls when officers are calling for that. Well, like I said, this kind of goes back to why I just love this show so much. It's having the perspective from the other side because it is so easy to sit and judge and act like, well, I would have ran right in there. You and know, you just don't know what you're running into. And that's the thing. That's, you know, all these things are going through our minds at, at the same time. We're thinking about what am I going to what if this happens, then I'm going to do what? And what if this happens, then I'll do what? It's all of this stuff going through past experiences. We know. When the last shooting was in July, it was between two people. Do we have the same thing? You know, there's so many things going on that, you know, you just see a video. And that's why I said, just be careful when you see these videos and just hold judgment until you have all the facts and know what's going on and know how we operate. Everyone can say in hindsight, because it was only two people involved in this incident, that they would have done a lot of things. But if you didn't have any information about that, even from another officer coming when he just said, I just need an assist even if he did say i have two two suspects with me still you don't know if more are involved because you just don't know what's going on in the situation you know and something i kind of took issue with um when i was looking at some local reporting and this is what actually initially made me click on the videos to watch when i say videos because there's one video is like maybe a snippet of maybe six seconds and then the more lengthy 25 second video that i'm talking about with where you see the security guard and the officers come in um there's this moment then as the officers do come in again, maybe three, four, five of them. And then as soon as they kind of walk in, the one officer joins the officer who's holding said suspect or who appears to be the suspect. And they kind of take him to the ground and it looks like they handcuff him in the video. And then the video stops. So I don't really know what happens there. But initially I read, I think the first report I read was that officers tackled the suspect to the ground. They say, click the video below to watch. And I'm like, say what? You know, so I click on it. I mean, I by no means would call that a tackle. Perhaps I've got a different definition of the word tackle from somebody else. But it, it appears, again, the one officer's holding the suspect. The other officer walks in. And it almost looks kind of like a just, I don't want to say trips, but puts the leg in front of the suspect's leg and just kind of puts him down on the ground. I don't know. I don't know if you took issue with this verbiage of tackle, but I did. Um, I was like, wow, that's not really what happened at all. Looks like they're apprehending the suspect. Right. We all know it's kind of clickbait. Yeah. Well, it's um, 100% clickbait, you know, and it I worked mean, on me. I click. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where uh, we talked about this, too, when we, you and I talked right before the show when we're, I'm watching the video for the first time. Um, it, as the officers come in, you know, where she he goes, you know, then, then he goes to the ground. I'm like, yeah, because he was a one person on two people. Now he's got 
people with him that he feels secure if this guy's finally not listening instead of trying to talk to him and talk to him repeatedly to put his hands behind his back or you know you're under arrest you're gonna get cuffed and the guys i don't know what he's doing is he yeah, there's is no he, audio in this video let's point that yeah. out too. we can't hear anything in this no video. it's this passive resistance where he's just not doing what he's supposed to be doing and the officer's just trying to contain for the moment because he's got two people he's responsible for and has to ensure his own safety for the two people or now that he's got people coming, okay, I know you're on this guy. I can finally do what I need to do with this guy. And if he's not complying, then he's going to go to the ground and we're going to get the cuffs on him in a more forceful manner. So I, without knowing that kind of context, I want to refrain from any kind of judgment on what had occurred after that because I, I just don't know. And I would, ne- I would always presume, and, and we'll, we'll learn more as this progresses, um, as we learn more facts about what happened. But this was not an active shooter situation like we've seen in other cities. Um, this was a fight between two adult men, and it turned into a gun battle. Has anyone been charged or anything like that? Like, what is what's the latest update on the case that you can share? Uh, that I don't know. Um, I haven't seen anything, but it doesn't mean it hasn't happened or isn't going to happen. But I think there's a lot of video footage because if you don't know, the mall is completely full of videos mm-hmm. and they have to piece all those together to find out what happened, take victim statements, take witness statements. And they have to kind of put that all together and then present that to the prosecutor's office for determination of charges. Now, listen, I want you to be honest with me on this next one. Okay. You know, I work I'll in the try. media. I'll try. <laughs> you obviously work at the Fort Wayne Police Department. That's what makes yes. this show so great. Yes. Do you just hate, despise, whatever? How do you feel about the media sharing videos like the videos that I, that we're talking about today. That that video was shared by local media here in town. What are your thoughts on that? I don't mind video sharing if there's context to the video. And if they don't know the context, which they probably don't because videos taken by every bystander because everyone has a video capability in their hands at all times. And we just see video after video after video, but with, with no context. And we don't know at what point are you are you editing this video? Are you shortening it at, at this precise moment to make it look a certain way? Because we know, all know that that stuff happens every day. And I will say by a lot of media people and by non-media people mm-hmm. just to get clicks and to get people to buy into a narrative that isn't true. Is it true sometimes? Absolutely. We do not do everything perfect as a profession and we try every day to be better, but the fact is, is we're human beings. We're going to make mistakes. I am not superwoman. I cannot lasso someone with my magic rope and make everything just magically good and safe for everyone. Sometimes you have to get hands on and mm-hmm. that never, let me repeat, that never looks good on video, period. But it's something, unfortunately, that has to happen because there are certain elements and they're going greater because people have this hatred or distaste for police and authority and they feel they don't have to listen to what we say they want to be argumentative they want to do all this stuff mouth off and call me names and call me you know this and that and they want to get my ire up to hopefully catch me on video doing something bad so they can say see see but people forget I am a human being like everyone else. I have bad days that I come into work and things irk me more so than they would on other days. And it is only through my composure that I have every day that I try to have every day, I should say, that I have made it 29 years without any kind of 
um, horrible <laughs> thing. Have I done everything perfectly? Absolutely not. Knocking on wood for you, Sophia. Yeah, but but it's getting tougher in these this day and age, yeah. and the context of the videos is so important. So I just I just want everyone to save a little um, time and it'll give us a little grace until you hear everything to the story and you see other videos that may or you see the entire video that may be out there and not just some snippet you saw on a YouTube video or someone's, you know, I hate the police, ACAB mm -hmm. uh, website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this video is hard. I mean, there's like really, really faint audio to it. I can't quite figure it out. I, I wonder if the news organization lowered the audio. Maybe where there was some cussing in it or, or something because there's also certain standards we have to uphold in the yeah. media. We can't share certain things either. So I can't figure out where the audio went to, or why it's so low or perhaps it's just bad video that was captured. Maybe, I don't really know. But what a quick fix would be would be to be like the audio on this is inaudible or if it's audible and has expletives in it, then just translate it and put it into the text. So that's it's a very like, simple thing. I feel like those are simple fixes. Either way. I mean, there are certain times when officers are using foul language because we have to get a point across when someone isn't listening. Some people don't respond to, sir, could you please mm -hmm. put your hands behind your back? Sir, can you please put your hands behind your back? Sir, can you please put your MF and hands behind your back. You then would they never respond. say that, Sophia. I know, yeah. I know. Not this mouth. <laughs> but sometimes that's just, and it's it's no 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 different than that's just how someone's world is, and we have to go into that world to get connection with them because that's what they know. That's you're what speaking they understand. Their language, yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes someone does understand. So put your hands behind your back. So I mean, aside from obviously the media sharing these kinds of videos, particularly without context, and I agree with you, context is important, right? I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing, I think, when you're going to share something like that for public consumption. But then just, just you know, kind of same rules apply. Like, for example, this person who took this video in the mall walking by, does that kind of infuriate you? Do you wish they would just send it to you guys instead of posting it on their Facebook page? Or Well, I, I don't mind that they post the videos again. I mean, I, I see them all the time. But and this is just goes into people's biases. And, you know, everybody wants police to be unbiased, but no one wants to be unbiased for us. Um, that should be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> you know, it's just, but we all hold bias. We all hold mm -hmm. it. I hold it. You hold it. Mm -hmm. And then how does it come out? You know, I, you know, we try to tamp that down when we work because we have to. We cannot, we cannot show bias, but I'm sure it creeps in there at time and again. And people just need to be honest with themselves too. Like, if you're posting a video and you see an officer do bad, but you put, you save another video because the officer did everything they were supposed to do right, then you really got to have a conversation with yourself if you're being authentic and honest. And you're, most people probably aren't because right. they'll never acknowledge the good or the thing. And half the time they don't even know. They don't even know the good. They don't even know how many times we've not shot someone that we have probably had all justification to shoot someone. And we've just gotten them into custody. They don't know how hard we work on these bear, uh, hostage barricade situations that worked, our hostage negotiators work so hand in hand with our SWAT team to ensure safety for everyone involved. They don't know how many, how many times do we go out a year to do that and we don't end up in a police involved mm -hmm. shooting. Um, how many times do an, does an officer make the scene of a mentally ill person in crisis and they end up just doing a 24 hour committal? 
because they've been able to de-escalate the situation. How many times? You don't know because that doesn't make the news. That doesn't, I was just going to say, because get that doesn't get radar. clicks. Yep. But do you know how I know? It's because we have over 140,000 calls for service and rarely do we have an officer-involved shooting or an officer-involved altercation. Rarely. And when we do, you know, we do our best to handle that in the most professional way, holding the law. And I know some people don't like it. Some people think, you know, we're cheating the system or, or lying or something like that. And, but, you know, we have checks and balances. You know, we have other other departments come in. They're like, oh, well, that department should. Who should investigate the police then? Mm-hmm. Who? Mm-hmm. If the if another agency can't come in and, and do an investigation on us, then who has that? Who you're going to give that authority to? Because I tell you, nobody likes the authority system or the justice system in any in any regard. I mean, if you get up to the federal level, yeah, we nobody really don't trusts like it up there. Either. <laughs> so who's supposed to do it? Yeah, we really should be thankful. I say it all the time that I'm so thankful I live in Fort Wayne that I know that we have the kind of police department that we do. But kind of going back to what I said initially, you know, this isn't just something happening in Fort Wayne or that's going to happen in Fort Wayne. There's police video. Across the country, right, popping up in all, all the all states, all towns, where you perceive it one way versus how another person perceives it another. I mean, perception is reality, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, but that's why I, I just I maintain this is why this show is so important. Why why you being so transparent, Sophia, is so important. Even for me, because I even said to you, did I not? I said to you today before we <laughs> went on the air. I said even I was kind of questioning why the guys were just walking in. So what great perspective. From you, especially when you say, too, as an officer, I'm looking at two suspects. I never watched that video that way. I never thought of it that way. So that's why I said this can apply to everyone anywhere listening from anywhere. I mean, the two suspects, because we legitimately don't know who is involved here. Was was the person who got shot the instigator and the other person just a good person with a gun? Was the person with the gun the instigator and shot the victim on the floor? I don't know. Was just a good know. person walking by. Yeah, right. who knows? I, it just, you just don't know these kinds of information. And, and, and that's why I said it's just important to wait for facts to come out and for us to give you information that we can. We can't give everything because it's part of you know the legal process. But we try to divulge information because we know this is concerning to the community. We know they're concerned about the security and safety of Glenbrook Mall because mm-hmm. this is the second shooting yeah. in, in, a, in a couple months. But, you know, we can only do what we can do. And we do that through our training. I see as I look at this video, I'll commend every officer in that video. I'll commend every officer that was out there that day, our homicide our shooting and homicide team or critical incident team was was out there doing their thing, getting information. I'm listening to everything on the radio and I'm like, man, this is like this is like Seamless. amazing to yeah. me how everything just kind of flows and information goes back and forth and everyone is just there to help. You know, it really hurts my heart that we have sunk to this level in society that we have to take out a gun for every single instance that we're angry about and it turns to violence in in public places that that people are just trying to earn a living and people are just trying to enjoy. I think the big takeaway, context matters. It does. No matter where where you are, context matters. If you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. And of course, we're here every weekend on WoWo. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM.
podcast by Federated Media.